Hey everyone, it's Brandon and Jesse, and we're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This week we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is 1967's Dr. Doolittle. We could talk to the animals, learn their languages, maybe take an animal degree. I'd study elephant and eagle, buffalo and beagle, alligator, guinea pig, and flea. I would converse in polar bear and python. And I would curse in fluent kangaroo. If people asked me, can you speak rhinoceros? I'd say, of course, yes. Can't you? <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> what a film. Uh, a $17 million budget, which is a pretty massive budget for the time period. Uh, it only made $9 million and was like universally fucking hated on. But then, magically, at that year's Oscars, I got nine nominations winning two for Best Song and Best Visual Effects and was one of the first very clear signs of uh, manipulation with the Oscars. Uh, what's funny is, even though you got to take 67 time period, the people that went and saw this tended to kind of not like it. But when it got a VHS home release and kids got a hold of it and – you had older folks getting a hold of it, people that don't go to movie theaters all that often. It all of a sudden became a huge cult classic, and it, it just reversed everything about it. it. It's like It's a Wonderful Life, another movie that was a failure that did really well later on down the road. So kind of funny to me that that's how it worked out. Um, Jesse, who goes first for our favorite game today? Uh, this one is mine. Oh, I might have a curveball for you. Well, let's find out in the five degrees of Joe Mark. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. I got it in two. Sir, I got it in one. Oh, my God. All right. So my two. That's... Uh, ridiculous <laughs> my two is richard attenborough who plays yeah, I, the main carney um yeah connected he's to, like he by the way richard attenborough has like the biggest name on the poster yeah and he's only in the movie for like what three minutes yeah not much one song basically <laughs> yeah and a reprise um yeah. so i have richard attenborough to bd wong in jurassic, jurassic park, park. and sure. then bd wong to joe in executive decision Oh, that executive decision. See, if there's any movie I know the cast of, Jesse, it's The Astronaut's Wife. And guess who was in that? Samantha Egger, the redhead in this. She plays that crazy German doctor lady that gives the terrible advice. Are you? Cr oh, my God. I didn't realize that. No. So what's That's funny freaking is crazy because I searched The Astronaut's Wife so often <laughs> that when I was looking up stuff and doing my research for this film, it said Samantha Egger related topics, The Astronaut's Wife. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's how I learned awesome. that she was that weird German scientist that's like, oh, yeah, uh, hearing voices and, and thinking your husband's going to kill you while pregnant is perfectly normal. Here, take these pills. Remember her? Yeah. That was Samantha Egger. That's the female lead oh in this my film. God. Okay. Damn. I did not <laughs> even remotely realize that. Uh, 30 years later, That's a change fantastic. of person. <laughs> Here, we were all worried about how we were going to get it. I was excited to have it in two. 
Well, when I saw Richard Attenborough, I was like, well, Richard Attenborough should help get it connected pretty easily because he's been, you know, Jurassic Park has got yeah, a lot of people in it. It helped. And then I was like, uh, Rex Mason, I don't know anything else that motherfucker's done. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So I, I rushed through the money part of it because I just really want to jump into talking about this film. All right. So without further ado, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You want to play a game real quick? Sure. I love games. It's called Animal Facts. <laughs> yeah. Elephants can't swim. So says Dr. Doolittle. This is very untrue. Elephants are actually fantastic swimmers. I, was saying, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've seen elephants swim before. Yeah, they're amazing swimmers. <laughs> um, there's a Bactrian camel in Egypt. That's wrong. It would be a one humped dromedary. That's what's native to Egypt. So putting a two-hump camel in Egypt is wrong. <laughs> uh, parrots do not live 200 years. No. Uh, also, this isn't really an animal fact, but I'm going to put it in there. Do you know how volcanoes work, Jesse? I do. Can you explain to the audience slightly just what a volcano is? Like, Where, do, where does lava come from? Where, where does that? Uh, when two tectonic plates love each other very much and they overlap... <laughs> Uh, sometimes there is a leak in between them that allows liquid hot magma from the Earth's uh, mantle to seep up between it, causing you know it to bubble up and create a hill. The hill gets built up over time with a hole in the middle for the magma to come up. Boom, volcano. So what you're telling me is a floating island, which doesn't <laughs> exist, could never have a volcano on it. Could never have a volcano on it. You know what it okay. would have? A volcano... That has a hole in the middle down like, to we'll the see, ocean. Yeah, it would just be water. <laughs> because yeah. it's floating, which yeah. islands don't fucking do. <laughs> okay. You want to play another game? Yeah. Things. Okay. Film is set in 1845. This is called Things That Didn't Exist <laughs> in 19 or 1845. Okay. Dynamite. Invented in 1866. They use it in this movie. Of course they do. The name Mount Everest. That didn't come out until 1865. <laughs> Tasmania was not named Tasmania until 1856. It was Van Diemen's at that point. Van Diemen's land. <laughs> Tokyo was not named Tokyo until 1869. It was called Edo. And Jesse, Istanbul was Constantinople until 1930. I guess the Turks just liked it better that way. Yeah, that's nobody's business <laughs> but the Turks, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh so. shit! Now that song's gonna get stuck in my head. <laughs> now, all those weird fun science facts that the movie got wrong aside, let's get into the bread and butter of this film. Yeah, and the fact that Doctor Doolittle is a fucking miserable doctor. <laughs> I'm a terrible doctor. He said it himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh my god, uh, oh, shit. I'm forgetting character main characters' names already. My mind is already Anthony. trying to. Uh, Matt, Matt yeah. Mug. Yeah, yeah. The the very stereotypical Irishman. He looks Irish to me. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, he says a dog is Irish. Everything he says is fucking Irish. Uh, boy, there's a lot of drinking jokes about the Irish in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, man, where do we go? Uh, 
Did you did you happen to see what this movie lost to? Uh, no, I don't think I looked that up. What did it lose to? <laughs> so this movie had the unlucky uh, uh, pool of the draw to go up against Disney's The Jungle Book, <laughs> oh <laughs> which it lost God. to terribly. Well, yeah. Yeah, one of the few, like in my opinion, one of the few old Disney films that still kind of holds up fairly well. Sure. I, I I think like Cinderella and Snow White, there's definitely holes there that are like, well, these are still classics, but there's issues with it. But Jungle Book, though, holds up great. I, I have a list of reasons this movie probably didn't do too great. That's probably about 10 items long. Oh, having to do so with production. Many. Yeah. OK, OK. <laughs> movie was like the, cursed. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So so uh, the bomb situation, do you have that? The bomb. Bomb situation. Let me see if I got it here. Um, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> all right, all uh, right. Please talk, talk to me about that. Uh, so a famed, I've, I've got this um, Ranulf Fiennes, mm. uh, which is actually a third cousin of Ralph, Ralph Fiennes, or Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, uh, yeah. yeah. Ray Fiennes. Um, was so upset over the production's construction of a 20-foot dam to make a lake bigger that he tried but failed to blow it up using military explosives. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So strike one. The military is trying to blow up your production. Uh, Do you have this snail issue? Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. I don't think I have that one. No, I don't think I do. Go ahead. Okay, so the locals in the area that was filmed hated, hated the giant snail and would throw rocks at it and and graffiti and just try (laughs) to destroy it because the prior year there was a food poisoning epidemic caused by snails that killed a bunch of children. (laughs) So. To them, it was an incredibly poor taste to have a giant fucking snail all over the place. Here's the mascot of your doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see here. What you, else you got? I got, uh, okay, so <laughs> uh, Rex Harrison uh, on set referred to Anthony Newley, who plays um, Matthew Mug, Matt, Matt, Matt Mug, Matt Mug. Yeah. Uh, as a Jewish comic and a Cockney Jew. And then oh, newly the Rex, the Rex stories that I got out of this so were many. fucking bad. Yeah. He is a bad apple. Yeah. And newly uh, referred to Rex as Rex George Rockwell Harrison <laughs> after the leader of the Nazi party in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for animal facts um they were using roughly 1300 animals for filming but because of the quarantine laws all the ones that were specifically trained for the roles were from the u.s and they couldn't get them into the uk so <laughs> none of the animals were trained properly um they had, to, they had to drug a squirrel to stay still so they could do the scene too and it was so doped up that it collapsed after the scene and they weren't sure if it was going to make it yeah <laughs> well one uh, and i don't know what the story was behind this because i didn't have time to look it up because i just found this one apparently mm-hmm. one of the giraffes that rex harrison rode died <laughs> um interesting on a stuntman got hurt pretty bad and you can see the scene whenever uh, is it where he pegs his head where he hits his where head he falls. 
Yeah, he falls off of uh when, when horse, they're like trying to right? get on the wagon and the cops fall off the horses from the when he tells the horses to like resist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The horses all buck and one of them they're all supposed to fall onto the uh grass, which is what they're trained to do. But there was a bench put there yeah. for decoration and he just clubs his fucking head off of it yes. and he just grasps the back of his head. And for the rest of the scene, he's just laying there still because he doesn't want to fuck the scene up. But apparently he got a pretty nasty head injury from that fall. I'm sure. I saw that one and I actually, um, I yeah, told when I saw that, I go, ooh, and I looked it up and it's like, yeah, that guy was fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I, I told, I was watching it with, uh, with Lily and I was like, ooh, did you see that guy hit his head? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was actually an injury, but now that I oh, think yeah. about it, yeah, that makes perfect yeah, yeah, sense. There's no way that wasn't an injury. Um, the uh, town that they were shooting in uh, averaged 15 rainy days per month. Oh yeah, and they and they like were like, nah, it'll be fine. Even though it's like a like a terribly rainy place, they're like, no, it'll be fine. We'll we'll get it. And it, yeah, they constantly had to like hold off production, oh, which yeah. is why a lot of production was done inside. Oh yeah, and then um, the final ones that I have here. Um, to break even, the film needed to make thirty-one million, which is t- by by comparison, this is what blew me away, is two hundred and thirty-eight million dollars today. Jesus Christ! And it only made sixteen million, which is only one hundred and twenty-three million today, which is crazy money if you think about it. Yeah. So its budget was insane. Um, then merchandising. <laughs> flopped hard they had 300 products from pet foods to talking dolls and 200 million dollars worth of it was just completely unsold (laughs) you're telling me that kids didn't want to push me pull you no (laughs) a creepy two-headed llama that (laughs) no does business decisions they sure did not interesting They didn't want to chi-chi the thug. Did you notice that chimp? He sends that chimp whenever someone owes him money and stuff. And the chimp's the one that collects it. <laughs> that chimp is a, like his thug. He's a, he's a, a Chilock. Because <laughs> he also, remember like when the pig's freaking out, he's like, chi-chi, take care of this. And the pig drags the, <laughs> he drags the pig out. I'm like, holy shit, don't fuck with chi-chi. Now, if chi-chi would just come back in with like some bacon or something. His blood on his perfect. hands and like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fine, boss. Chi-Chi, what's, yeah, Chi-Chi, what's on your fur? Oh, that's nothing, boss. Nothing. Don't you worry I about catch that. catch up nothing. on me, boss. Uh, I got to say this. <laughs> Maybe it's because I, I, man, I read these books when I was a child, so I don't remember them very well. I know there was a three or four books. And I remember, obviously, I remember the Eddie Murphy version of this more than I remember this version. And even the Robert Downey Jr., which we've done on this show, uh, is something that I've seen more often. But I do enjoy and I really like the fact that he has to learn to speak to animals in this. Yeah, that is cool. Like it's not a magical ability where he just understands everything. Where in in the Eddie Murphy one, he just it has a magic ability. And in the... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. one, they explain that he does learn, but he only takes a few minutes to learn it. But he learns every animal language so quickly that there's no real learning to it. Sure. We see him studying fish to learn their language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he talks. pretty interesting. It is interesting, yeah. It, you know, the fact that he's like, I can't, I can't blow small enough bubbles, and all the bubbles I put out, they say that I'm yelling. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, that's cool. No, there uh, there was definitely some interesting like uh, things they did. Like when he's talking to the dog, I thought that was an interesting scene. That judge sounds like uh, uh, fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Whoever that judge was sounds like James Earl Jones. It was like, it was like oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, the music in the movie, I did enjoy the music quite a I bit. I think that first song was fucking idiotic. The vegetarian one? No. Uh, oh, the, the one that, um, that Matt, Matt sings. Muggs. Yeah. Uh, I forget what that, I forget what that one's called. I don't remember. But I, I do remember. It's very hard to understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Because he's talking with this bad accent, this like really fake uh, Irish accent. Yeah. Also, Sarah, uh, Dr. Little Sister, she's a bitch. A little bit. Like she's living there free. Yeah. Like she's, she's cleans the house for him. He's the doctor. He's the one making the money. And she's like, you got to stop doing this or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, lady, what are you going to do without him? Right. <laughs> Take your big bonnet and get the out <laughs> and she's the cause of all the issues that happened with all uh whenever the the mouse got on the person and then they kept stepping on his foot the other guy's foot and everything all that comedy of errors there was because of sarah so i was like sarah's the reason for this not do little but you know whatever he gets blamed for it and his sister walks away and he obviously probably never sees her ever again i'm a terrible doctor <laughs> Uh, what do you think about young Richard Attenborough? That I didn't recognize him at first until yeah, he, he started. Barely looks, yeah, yeah, until he started talking, and I'm like, oh my god! Well, when you saw that gap in his teeth, you're like, well, that's definitely him. yeah, All right. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, I like how he went on from this circus to like a basically a giant dinosaur circus. <laughs> a little bit. We okay. could, I mean, time wise, that could be his descendant. Like he's been in the circus business his entire life, and that's very that's really possible. <laughs> uh, just just for shits and giggles, they should have put like uh, in a frame on his desk in his office on Jurassic Park should have been a picture of his character from Doolittle. Uh, like that's my great grandfather from eighteen forty five. Yeah, we found a two headed llama once. <laughs> it's not a llama; it's a push me pull you. Oh yeah, that's right. It's got a specific name. Push me, pull you. What? No, uh, that gets shipped in a crate with no food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I well, I was watching the girlfriend walk by the TV. She's like, yeah, obviously not two dudes in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so obviously not two dudes in a suit. <laughs> Speaking of weird animals, were you really creeped out by the seal vibes? He was going to fuck that seal, right? I mean, I'm thinking he was in love with that seal. He was like talking, like he said, really loving. By the way, that seal's married, Dr. Doolittle. That's right? the whole fucking point. Also, that seal kisses him. It does. It does. Little fucking. Getting real, getting real Costner vibes from Cheating here, ass. Yeah. <laughs> cheating ass seals. <laughs> I will say, though, the. I don't. I did not recall this bit at all, and I know I've seen this, but I did not recall that the movie takes a fucking break and stops for a murder trial because they think he killed a woman by throwing her in the ocean. Yeah, and I'm just like that. Why did that not show up in our other films? Yeah, like that is something that we should have kept in those movies. I would have loved to see. Uh, Eddie Murphy talk his way out of a murder tr charge because they <laughs> thought he threw a woman into the ocean. Yeah, off a bridge or something like that. Anything, uh, anything you could think of. 
Oh man. I, <laughs> I, I do like that. Uh, the whole movie, like you could tell where they were trying to save money because like the shipwreck happens off screen. <laughs> like it was like, Oh, the shipwrecks. Oh no. Next scene they're floating. Like, Oh, oh here we are we're floating now. <laughs> well, of course you can't, can't, I mean, we, we can only spend so much money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then they get to book Island where everyone reads all the time. Yes. And William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare I did like that character. That was fun. I, call that Willie. dude's voice is magic. He's got a great voice. What else has that guy done? Let me take a look at him real quick. Uh, let's see. I had him. Well, I, I closed it. I had him pulled up at one point. Um, Joffrey Holder. Oh, wait a minute. I know who this guy is. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's been in he's a bunch from, of stuff. I know him. I would say, yeah, that's what I knew him from because I'm a huge uh, James Bond fan, and I was surprised when I remembered he was in this. Um, he's also the narrator for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the new one. Oh, okay. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, he's the Seven Up guy too. Yeah, who's in Boomerang? Uh, yeah, Boomerang's a good movie. Yeah. Huh. He's he's a lot of voices, which makes yeah, complete is. sense because the dude's he was voice a, is magic. He was a Treasure Cat. Oh, okay. And Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Okay. Huh. 1958's Aladdin. Boy. Oh, he's an Annie. He was Punjab. Oh. Yeah, I remember that now. Oh, my God. He's the son from Bear in the Big Blue House. That's where I know that voice from. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. the sun and the moon Ray talk the to sun. him all the time. Yeah, yeah, holy crap. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Jeffrey Holder. Good stuff. Great voice. Great voice in that yeah. guy. Hell yeah. Thanks Crazy. Yeah. Did a lot, man. Good for him. <laughs> good for you, Jeffrey. You do good. Good for you. you. Do good work. You do good work. <laughs> I feel bad I didn't know who you were off the top of my head, but... Now that I know he's Baron Samiti, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Okay, now. What a cool deep voice. Jesus, that's a deep voice. 10,000 scream. (laughs) Fantastic. Much better than... (laughs) The voice you were just doing. Do it again. Try it again. 10,000 screams. You sound like you're trying to do Mr. Sulu. That's possible. (laughs) 10,000 <laughs> screams. Oh, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Jesse's, <laughs> Jesse's Jeffrey is a, just a Sulu. Just Sulu. <laughs> uh, man. Anyway, uh, where were we? I don't even know where we were. Um, Oh, this movie. You know, okay, I'm going to say something real quick. It, is, it ha- does have to do with the movie. So we do this for fun, right? You know, this is the thing you and I do. We're friends, and we do this because we enjoy spending this little bit of time together to do something that's kind of fun and productive, and it gives us a little, a little hobby. Sure. Never have I felt like this was work. Like, oh, man, I need to work and do this. Um, I will admit that cats really <laughs> tested me because that movie is yeah. really long. But luckily, the thing about cats is it's such a fucking viral mess 
that you kind of get through it so quickly because your mind is just like, what is happening? Like a car wreck. (laughs) This movie, I don't know why, but it took me four settings. I fell asleep (laughs) through three of them. And I had to rewatch parts of this movie so much to get through this movie that I had to push us off for, for people out there. Not just one week, but two whole weeks of recording in order for me to get through this damn movie so we can talk about it. You know what's funny? This will be the I think this will be the first episode that's actually being recorded the same day it will go out. (laughs) (laughs) I have to post I have to post produce this one right after we record it. (laughs) It it felt like work. And I don't I'm not saying like the movie is like terrible or anything, but there is something about old film reel that makes me sleepy sure and uh and i mean i've watched tons of old films it's not like i'm like against old films i'm rewatching the james bond now i'm in the close to the end of the uh uh sean connery ones at this point i think live and let die no we did that already we just did rollerball whatever the next one or rollerball she's thunderball <laughs> rollerball is a different film yeah, that's james con in that one but uh, so like, it, I don't know what it was about this film. Maybe it's I'm not big on um this type of musical. Maybe that's it. I don't know. You're more of a music guy, so I'm sure you liked a little more. I I did. The music was uh, it, it was good. I mean, I, uh, I can't say I just good. Feel like Rex isn't it trying though. He just sort of talks the lyrics. Yeah, I think that's Rex Harrison in general though. Okay, I guess uh, that makes I, sense. I don't honestly know how. Like, I know I've seen other things with Rex Harrison in them, but well, I that can't, name that name is like something. Yeah, I can't honestly like. Let me look up some of the other stuff he's done because I couldn't think of anything that I had seen. But I oh, My Fair Lady. Never mind. Yeah, my I Fair forgot lady. that was him. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it and I'm like, he's been in a lot of like older things. Let's see what he did late in life. And now, a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, I think My Fair Lady probably was the one uh, that I I would remember him most from. Oh, the ghost in Mrs. Muir. He was actually the ghost in that one, if I remember correctly. See, the thing is, um, uh, Rex Harrison, I don't know, uh, I wouldn't say favorite, uh, I don't know how much she likes him, but I do know that a lot of his movies are movies that my mother watches, and because I mean he was he was Caesar in, the, in Cleopatra, which is a yeah. big one, and like and because I, mean, I watched I, so many movies with her, and she was the one who kind of gave me my love of movies. I I'm pre predisposed to liking this kind of movie. That makes sense, you know. Um, but that being said, I the version I have is the full theatrical release version. So the movie starts with like five minutes of black screen and music so that everyone knows to get to their seats. You watch an hour or so of movie, and then you have like five-minute intermission that just says intermission on the screen and plays music the whole time. I could (laughs) have used that. (laughs) You know, uh, and I was watching it with, uh, you know, my youngest, uh, Lily, and when that came up, she was like, what is that? And I had to explain Same. to her the whole premise of actually going to a theater when they used to run film. And I would, I was like pointing out the burn marks in the corner to her when they were having to switch reels. Why and- not bring it back now that movies are like three hours plus long? Like, I, I liked Endgame. I have no problem with Endgame or Infinity War. But like, 
an intermission would have been nice. Yeah, right. Like now, just now that they're pee. so long, man. I mean, yeah, like I went to uh, a special viewing of Hateful Eight, right? Uh, the Tarantino film. Oh yeah, and I love that one. It was the one where they did it in the higher uh, frame rate, and it had an intermission, and it was a nice intermission because I was like, perfect. I went, went to the bathroom, refilled my drink, refilled my popcorn, went back in, sat down, had maybe two minutes left of intermission music, and then the movie was back on. And it let me kind of refresh myself because that movie does have a second half kind of feel to it because sure. it's like once once you learn what the mystery is, that's the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to kind of walk away with what's going on and coming back to here's the mystery. And I was like, oh, cool. And I really do feel like uh, modern movies could could really benefit from an intermission, to be honest. Yeah, the longer ones could definitely learn from it. Um, I still remember the days of, uh, oh, I don't even remember which Lord of the Rings it is, and I'm going to get well, flamed. I saw all three extended in one day at a viewing. Yeah. Well, I I went, um, I watched it. It was the one where they're at the, it's where Gandalf comes back as uh, Gandalf the White. Is that okay, the third so one? Two towers. Two towers. Okay. So you watch this movie. It's super long and you have no breaks in between. You're drinking soda, eating popcorn the entire time. And then at the end, it's a battle in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had to pee so bad in my life. <laughs> There's a lot of water in those movies. They're constantly yeah. paddle boating and everything like that. So, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I, uh, I went to a, a, a show. Uh, you know what? My my story's not as funny as one that happened to my friend. He went to a same exact kind of thing. It was a viewing, and there were people that made food and dressed up, and there were people handing out Limbus bread. And he sat down right next to a guy dressed as a hobbit. And what makes it funny is at the end of the films, at the very end, the motherfucker was sobbing in his chair, just crying. <laughs> like, and I am a sucker for emotional bits in films oh, they yeah. get me real good and i will get choked up on even a shitty film oh yeah but like to be sobbing and crying the way this guy was crying over and, and lord of the rings by the way some of my favorite films ever not dissing lord of the rings but holy crap man that was <laughs> that's something man emotionality in film i got uh i got three words we are groot I legitimately hey, cried at that line. <laughs> watch the movie Hostiles and don't watch it with anyone else around you because that movie okay. is the most. That's you'll with put uh, Christian Bale, you. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll depress anybody. It's one of the most depressing films ever. It does technically have what many would kind of call a happy ending, if you want to call it that. But it is basically just like a viewing of how shitty life was during that time period. And uh, Bale just fucking knocks it out of the park he's so good in it the fact that that movie went under the radar is very disappointing but if you do have time to watch it one day and you really want to get like an emotional pool like really kicked in the emotional nuts uh watch hostiles okay i got it i'll watch it for sure yeah it's, it's very good nothing to do with dr doolittle whatsoever no not even a there are bit. animals in it i guess i was slightly depressed <laughs> I, i'm sure the i mean the uh the irish were depressed for sure yeah, yeah. By the way, and by the way in hostiles timothy chalamet is in that movie like yeah. the the cast is crazy jonathan majors who's going to be king soon he's in that movie nice. uh oh my god who was the bad guy from uh the river cruise movie jesse Plemons. he's oh, in that movie yeah. uh 
Ben Foster, you know, he's secret bad guy and everything he does. He's in that movie. It's like the, the cast is stellar. It's just, it's just, it's just worth seeing. It's just one of those films. Awesome. Anyway, neither here nor there talking about a film. I really enjoyed over a film. I felt like I sort of was forced to get through. Um, <laughs> maybe it's because this is the second do little film we've done. I, I think that had a big part to play with it because if this had been the first one, I think it, I don't know. We would have Jesse, been easier on at it. this point. At this point, uh-huh. I do, I do feel uh-huh. you and I owe it to our listeners. Yeah. To do a special episode. Okay. Where we watch the Eddie Murphy version, and then we discuss the three films. Okay. Together, like I, I don't, not right now, you know, not maybe not even this year, but like it definitely feels like we have now done this for the two that are considered the two worst. Why not watch the good one? Yeah, I like and, that, and idea. have a discussion about it. Yeah. So the Doolittle episode, I like it. Yeah, the, uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I anyway. do uh, I do have a Lily review for oh, this one. Really? She actually well, watched I, it with me. Lots of animals in here, so that makes sense. Yeah. I would love to hear what she has to say. All right, let me see so, if I can. First off, before we get started, just yes. to kind of set me up with this, does she watch older films often? Like um, this, she watches them when I'm watching them. So I would say more than your average kid her age. But not just like '80s stuff. I mean '60s stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, you're you are a fan of some older. Yeah, that yeah. Because I watch older movies. I you're, older music. Any game. musical. I like musicals okay, yeah. just in general. So all and right, she does right. too. We actually just went to see Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Okay. Damn good movie. So she does have a uh, she does have an understanding of older films and why things might look worse and exactly uh, and like kind of a fondness for. Uh, this type of music. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let me see if this plays through the way I expect it to. Hopefully it does. Okay. Dr. Doolittle, 1967. What'd you think about the, uh, the intermission in the middle? Just why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what, what'd you think about the movie? I really liked it. I liked the horse glasses. (laughs) The part where, when the animals would sneeze, the parrot would go, Bless you! Bless you! Yeah, what'd you think of the music? It sounded old. Fair well. enough. <laughs> okay, would you suggest that anybody watch it? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so there it you is go. 20 years older than, did you, you should have, it is 20 years older than me, is what you should have said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh man, uh yeah, no, she's dead on, man. Polynesia is one of the best parts of the film. Although at times, if you look, you can see the uh, fishing line t- attached to her foot. Yeah, fully. Um, yeah, the horse glasses were funny. <laughs> that whole scene was kind of funny because it was like the that was when he accused him of stealing the horse. He goes, "I didn't steal the horse. I was just getting uh, glasses for him." And then he sees the foxes, so he wants to go chase the foxes. Then, then we learn more terrible animal facts from Doolittle. One of which is that every fox has skunks as bodyguards, and the other thing is, did you notice the puppies? The, uh, the or the pups, the fox pups. Oh, um, I mean, I looked at them. They're they not were chihuahuas. Fox. I would say they're not foxes, are they? <laughs> yeah, they were chihuahuas. <laughs> I, I, did, I did thought they weren't foxes. So if I remember fucking correctly. dumped a box of chihuahuas around this fox and was like, sure. I mean, the fox was not a real fox. So. 
Well, I mean, well, it's running I mean, away. Uh, it is, Jesse, I, guess, I hate but. to tell you this, but uh, the push me pull you, not a real animal. <gasps> no, <laughs> yeah, this rocked yeah, my yeah. world. It was uh, totally giant, not two dudes in a suit. Yeah, the the great pink sea snail, not real. Are you telling me you can't actually crawl inside of a snail shell and make it an actual home? Yeah, where it's watertight but not airtight. That's yeah. fake news. And I, uh, you know, I have to do some research, but I don't think the giant luna moth is a thing either. No, at least the whale is correct, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whales, whales famously can push islands. <laughs> uh, I do like for this period to have kind of an anti-racist message, which. It's ironic because they kind of go about this bit here where they're incredibly racist to the Irish, but then when they meet some, (laughs) like, they meet, like, literal fucking tribal men, and they're like, oh, no, they're going to eat us, and he's like, why would we do a thing like that? And I was like, ah, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, But, like, the fact that they were like, look, well, you know, we're going to treat black people fairly and, and not make them stereotypes here. And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's sort of nice. And it's like, but the fucking Irish, oh, he's going to be drunk all the time. Yeah. He's going to claim everything good as Irish. Yeah. He looks Irish to me. <laughs> Which, by the way, that line comes right after he said, after a guy says that the duck ran into the mast on his boat. And he said, yes. oh, he must have been drink under the influence at the time. And then yeah. he looks Irish to me. <laughs> it's like, also, okay, so not only did you say the duck was drunk when he ran into the mass, but then you said he yeah. looks Irish to you. He also steals that duck from that guy, and that dude literally goes, hey, man, that's my dinner. Yeah, give me that duck he's back. Like, he's like, nope, can't do that. I got to protect this Irish duck. Yeah, mine, yoink. And I was like, dude, he stole that guy's duck. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you should go kill any animal you find, but, like, at the time period that this is set in, that probably was like he can't eat the fish he's catching. He has to sell those. Yeah, that, that was probably going to feed his whole family. That duck. Yeah, he I'm probably surprised he had broken neck that already. Duck, yeah, when he got that duck, he probably was like, "Holy crap, this is a a sign." You know, my family's going to eat tonight, and I can sell some duck feathers, which sell well. I can sell some duck fat, which I can uh, cook down. Oh my god, this is a a money maker. Ducks are expensive animals, and like. This Irish guy just is like, hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Huh? Nothing. <laughs> uh, were you confused about how they were doing the love triangle in this film? Um, I mean. Because Matt clearly is in love with her. Yes. And, and, like he even, he even has that little moment where he talks about it. Uh-huh. And then she's she clearly has feelings for uh, Dr. Doolittle. But then she like he's playing Matt because she is seemingly she knows he has feelings for her. So she's like playing him to do the things that she needs to get done. And then eventually Doolittle has feelings for her. And apparently Matt is just like, well, I guess that means I can't compete because I'm just an Irishman or whatever. I don't know. It's very weird how they do that. Yeah, it was it was uncomfortable at times. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Uh. Terrible doctor. <laughs> I do like that Sophie comes back even and with her husband to uh, to tell them that Doolittle no longer is a wanted criminal because all the animals in England are on strike. And it just made me wonder, when did he learn SEAL? Uh, just during the circus, I guess? I, I guess so. 
Um, well, he, I mean, he was fucking that seal, so I'm sure <laughs> it wasn't his bed. <laughs> like, you know, like it was in his personal cabin all the time. So, like, he was fucking that seal, and that seal's like, oh man, I have a husband, and he's like, oh my god, I better get you back to your husband, <laughs> right? <laughs> and a propes. <laughs> Well, the, the way he, the passionate it is weird. little, when he lets her go, we should have cut that. It is the a speech he gives to that seal. It is a because scene. it is a passionate, loving scene. Yeah, you could replace the seal with a woman, and it would still work completely. Yeah, and then he gives her a big kiss, and then just fucking yeets her into the ocean <laughs> with the clothes <laughs> on. With the clothes on, which is yeah. why the they think he stole. murdered a person. Yeah, the clothes he stole from some lady that went in to get a drink. Who, for some reason, she didn't want to file charges, which is funny. She's like, I don't really care. I hated that hat anyway. <laughs> I would have, too. Uh, you know, that's something that Lily mentioned. She said, why are all their hats so big? <laughs> you know what? Lily's got a keen eye. <laughs> what did she think about the seal? Did she say anything weird about it, or did she just kind of not even notice that? I She didn't say anything about that all part. Right, right. She glossed right over it. She thought it was funny Probably. that he kissed a seal. Probably the best. Yeah. Uh, She's only well, Jesse, <laughs> much like Ray finds distant cousin and the dam. Uh, <laughs> should it bomb? One, two, three, oh! Well, I've been rolling in since the clock in my morning. From the end of the week, I'm up, 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 about to blow. It's a bomb! Uh, no. As much as I didn't really enjoy myself, I will also say no. I felt like uh, that of the time, if I put this next to like My Fair Lady, Meet Me in St. Louis, uh-huh. The King and I, a lot of films that came out around this time, um, this one is paced better mm-hmm. and doesn't have as much downtime. Um, the comedy in point. this one is fairly well done. I actually laughed a bit at a few of the jokes Um, as much as it was kind of racist. I did find Matt very entertaining. Oh yeah. Uh, The, the abducting a little boy is weird, but like they never like basically the one line of dialogue, he's like, well, make sure your parents are okay with it. And that's it. And then they're like, yeah, he can go across the world with you. I guess I was like, you know what though? At the time it was like, Oh, we don't have to feed our kid for six months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But hey, you know, seaweed pie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's vegetarian. Um, He is is vegetarian, which made sense. Yeah, sure. Um, But he has a lot of meat on hand. Well, you know. Oh, I guess, yeah. He's not not a funeral director. Yeah. If you know know what I'm saying. So I I enjoyed, like I said, the music was was good. Um, It was definitely of of the time. Uh, what I would expect from a musical. Um, mm. it The movie was, of, my biggest complaint on the entire thing was the movie was a lot longer than you would expect it to be. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, it has a good pace, like you said. It doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of downtime. Two they hours just shoved a the bunch of shit in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like three books. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I, I understand why it failed. It had so much shit stacked up against it. Mm-hmm. They spent so much money. There's no way they were going to make that back. Because um, the whole trial, that's like one of the books. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. The, 
I mean, going to on trial and everything and proving he can talk to animals. Yeah. So, I mean, that it, it had its reasons why it failed, but as the mo- just taking the movie at its core without looking into any of Harrison's things and all that, I don't think it should have. I, I wasn't, I wasn't like at the edge of my seat, but I wasn't bored watching it. No. And it gave us a Eddie Murphy film that wasn't too bad. What? 30 years later. And then about 25 years later, gave us a Robert Downey Jr. Film that, uh, had a dragon that was constipated in it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, Jesse, what will I have to deal with next week? <laughs> well, let's find out, shall we? Mystical, magical number generator, give me my number. And it is. One thirty four. That's really far down. Jesus, where is that at? One th- oh god, one thirty four is the very bottom. Two thousand and six zoom. Ah, uh, 2006. There's a tagline to that. What is it? Zoom Academy for Superheroes. Yeah, Academy for Super. Yeah, Tim no, Allen. It's no Sky High. God, I, I love I Sky High. I barely remember this movie. Uh what I remember about this movie: uh, Chevy Chase is in it, and he dyes his hair. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, I just remember. I just remember. Man, I don't know how I saw this film, and maybe it was on TV or something. And I was like, "Whatever, it's a Tim Allen superhero movie." I guess that makes sense at the time period. That was that was what was popular. Tim Allen was all over the place. And then I remember Chevy Chase showing up and going, "Holy shit, Chevy Chase is in this!" And um, that's about it. I don't recall much uh, much else in the movie. I know that he's a super speed character named Zoom in it, which is funny because that's a villain in the DC universe. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Professor Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fun. But anyway, all right. Cool. Uh, where can the good folks find you? Uh, best place to find me for for now until it yeah. implodes on itself. Yeah, it's, it's getting Twitter. Close. Um, I'm working on getting something else to plug here. I think uh, <laughs> it's at Pen of Doom. P E N O F D O M. You can actually also find me if you're interested. I've started to try out Mastodon. Hey, wow, that's so crazy because that's also <laughs> what I was gonna pitch. Okay, so mine is uh, is also at Pen of Doom at twit dot social t w i t dot social. Oh yeah, for the oh man, I don't know. Which yeah, because you have on. to I'll have the instance, otherwise, because yeah. you can have multiple of your username across different uh, different instances. Mastodon is not as user friendly as Twitter, but it's not. People are thinking it's a, a Twitter replacement, but it's really not. It's different. It's really not. Yeah, uh, I like it more though. It's nice because it's so simple, straightforward. Uh, I'm Brando Supreme on there. I'm on the same uh, one that James Gunn is on, but I couldn't tell you um, anything else. But I mean, Brando Supreme on there. You can also find me on TikTok. Uh, am I? Oh, my God. Um, uh, James I'm, Gunn on Mastodon is uh, C.im is what he says on his Twitter. Okay. He says also on Mastodon, James Gunn, at James Gunn, at C.im. So if that's so what you are. So C.im, there you go. <clears throat> and then I'm also on TikTok. I'm uh, at Brandon W-L-O-B-O, Brandon W-Lobo. All right. 
I do movie reviews. Uh, there will be a Black Panther Wakanda Forever coming up soon. Uh, I, I don't do them as often as I should because I watch way more movies than what I put on there. But, uh, yeah, I, I do that and what I find at yard sales and stuff. So um, you can also find us together on Facebook. We're the box office bomb squad until that the metaverse falls apart as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Social's rough. And then uh, you can email us at good old trusty uh Magic talking box at gmail.com. I don't think Google's going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. No. And you can go to anchor.fm and read the show notes. Uh, leave us a voicemail near the bottom if you want to. We'll listen to it and uh, probably uh, put it out into the fr- as a uh, waveform uh, picture and hang it on our walls. Also, you can go all the way down to the bottom and leave us money. Money. Yeah. Because we're terrible money. doctors. We're ter- uh, Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm not a good doctor. <laughs> not a doctor. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. See ya. I'm a terrible doctor.